Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Through the Lens Movie Podcast, brought to you by WGL 91.1 FM. I'm Alex Houston, alongside Davis Carroll, and we thank you for listening to another episode on all things movies. And we got a good one for you here today with the podcast breaking down the iconic Cornetto trilogy. For those not familiar with that, that is the trilogy from Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, 2004, 2007, and 2013. Three great movies, and honestly, could be one of the better trilogies ever. It's tough to say. That We'll say that for our only I trilogy mean, no episode. It is. I mean, yeah, but you know, what is one of the best ever defined as, I suppose? One of the best ever. No, I mean, like, you know, like, is top 15 one of... Okay, like, some people say, like, the top 50 basketball players, anybody in that is one of the best ever. Yes. So top, like, but in trilogies, like, is it top 15? I'd say top 15. There's probably a lot of trilogies out there. That's the thing. There's a lot of trilogies you don't even think about. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And... Like the Despicable Me trilogy. Oh, yeah, it is a trilogy. Yeah. It's not in the top 15. Definitely not. Definitely not. But for any of you who've been listening uh, so far this year, we're going to start this episode out as we do every week with what's going on in the world of pop culture. First thing I saw today, Davis, Deadpool three has been greenlit with the writers from Bob's Burgers, and it will be rated R at least according to uh, rumors so far. What do you think about that? Uh, it's probably end up going to be if it's going to be end up being good. Ryan Reynolds is still in it. I mean, as long as it's rated R, it might be good. Is what you're saying? I think I think a PG thirteen Deadpool could still end up being good. It's true, but. It'll, it'll struggle in comparison because it'll have that stigma on it regardless, yeah. you know, where it's like, hey, we took it away from that. So people will already be mad at it, you know? Like, it's not like the first ever Deadpool movie was PG-13 and they went to R. It's like, you know, it's always been that. And to go back uh, will be a bit different. Also, Bob's Burgers writers, interesting. They got new writers for the movie, which I saw somebody say, well, yeah, it's no longer a Fox production. But Disney bought Fox. So I'm kind of confused as to why or how that explanation fits for it at all. What do you think? Uh, I don't really know. Davis, what on earth? Um, other news, we talked about last week the Snyder Cut trailer that would be released on Tuesday. It was released. Davis, did you watch it? No, dude. We, I don't watch trailers. Well, you didn't, you didn't miss much because it was essentially the same trailer as last time. Just now, it was in black and white, and it also uh, – had a couple new shots. Snyder is promising two hours and 30 minutes of unseen footage for this film. The Snyder Cut. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, it was honestly a lot of the same. I was a bit disappointed. Still have confidence, or at least hope, in it being worth it, the Snyder Cut. But not very good at that point. And also, we saw we just saw watch two new trailers right before um, we started the show today. Chaos Walking trailer with... Uh, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley starring Davis. What did you think of and that Nick trailer? And Nick Jonas. That's true. And Nick Jonas with with waves. He had waves in he it. He did. It was you think it. he was wearing a do-rag on, on set? I'm kind of afraid to see if that picture leaks. and just. I'm about to look that up. Please don't. Nick Jonas in a do-rag. I, I, I'm, I'm in fear of that. But Davis, what did you think of the movie? The trailer, I, at least. I didn't. It did not. I, it didn't seem very interesting. It just me. It just seemed like average. You know, run-of-the-mill summer blockbuster. It just did. Like, it didn't look like I'd want to watch it. It had an interesting concept, I would say. I didn't think it was that interesting. That you can see there. I mean... I, it's kind of boring to me. I, I'm going to mean, okay, I'll say this. The concept on paper would have been interesting. I think the execution in the trailer well, it is on not. paper. It's a book. No, Okay, yeah, but the, and the book is best-selling, but I'm saying, like, in the movie, the idea was not executed well, even in the trailer. It wasn't – it should have been more intriguing, and it wasn't. It was just, you know, a bunch of action shots and – and uh, Matt uh, – what's his name? 
You know I'm thinking of. It's like Mads Milkinson, I think. Or I can't. I can't remember how to say his name. I have no idea who you're talking about. Really? Um. Well, he was playing one of the characters, and he is giving a monologue through the trailer that is like contradictory. He's like, must protect Tom Holland, but then he's like, must get after Tom Holland. And I'm like, huh? It didn't really make any sense. Which he always plays. Maybe a villain. one of them is his brain. He always plays a villain, so it makes sense. That that actually not a bad idea. Are but, you talking about Mads Mickelson? Mickelson. Sorry. Sorry. I. That, yeah, that's what I was talking he's about. He's in the hunt. That's right. But and he's in Hannibal. Also, that is what I was thinking of mainly. But yeah, that again, the trailer was just it was so meh. It was like, all right, cool. Might see it in theaters. Watch another trailer though. This one is huge. The Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. Davis, uh, what did you think about that one? Just, I mean, I've have you not seen the Godfather Part Three? No. I haven't either. So maybe it's just it's just a re-edit. So it, not, it is. I don't but think it's apparently be it's well. Apparently it's because the studio had a lot of uh, effect on the outcome of the movie, because apparently that's what the original name was gonna be, uh, but the studio overrode the director on that one. So like the studios like to do. Indeed. So it'll be interesting. Uh, maybe we'll do a Godfather episode in 2021. What do maybe. you think? I think it'd be I think it'd be an interesting one. A lot of content there. Three movies. Three. Uh, or two movies that are considered all-time classics, and a third that some have considered good, just, you know, doesn't live up to the hype of the previous three. Also, Wonder Woman will be releasing on HBO Max and in theaters simultaneously on December 25th. Davis, uh, you think that's a good move, bad move? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think you have to, like, you have to, like, apply for a thing to watch Wonder Woman on HBO for free or something like that. I'm not, I think like, I'm, like, what, like what they did in Milan on Disney Plus? I think so. To, huh. like, get, get the first look at it. On uh, HBO Max is like, it's weird. Excuse me, but I think it'll probably work out fine for him. Even though Mulan didn't do well. Excuse me. I got I, I burped a few times. Who would have thought? Food, ate my food too fast. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to do that well. Mulan didn't. Even this movie's more hype than Mulan. Yeah, I mean, it's Wonder Woman. But lastly, what's the big thing is Sharkboy and Lava Girl sequel is now announced. Yep, and we uh, it already been announced, but they finally released a trailer. We talked about it last week, so that's right. Through the Lens was ahead of the curve there with that one. We we actually got, uh, we were talking about that movie a week before everybody else was. And I'm gonna be honest, it looks bad. It looks really bad. I mean, not like the original is an all time classic, or any of you know, or the Spy Kids movies. They're not classic movies. They you know, they didn't look great, but like this one is just, you know, maybe it's because I've grown up to where the point I can't like, you know, suspend my disbelief for much worse movies, but I don't know. It just, it did not. Is this one going to be all a dream? It wasn't all. Okay. I'm messing with you. How, are, do you want to get this debate right now? No, Alex, I'll I haven't right seen now. the movie in like 10 years. I'll do it right now because we all know it was a dream, but then it wasn't a dream because the things from his dream came into the real world. And how does that, how's that, how's that make sense? I don't know. Okay. Rod, whatever his name is, Rodriguez isn't really didn't really think it through, man. He just directed. I, it may have been explained. I can't remember. There may have been like some like you know, one off you know inspirational line from an adult character to explain away. It was George Lopez. It, honestly, it, it might have. Mr. I can't Shock. remember. I can't remember. But no, it wasn't. Was it Mister Shock? What was what was the name of his character in that movie? Are you googling right now? Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Just want to check. But yeah, Sharkboy and Lava Girl trailer. 
Taylor Lautner. Mr. Electric. Ah, Electric, right. Much more on the nose yes, there. Yes, indeed, indeed. You know Taylor Lautner's not returning to play Shark Boy, right? What? Yeah, he he's just not, he's, they got somebody else to play him. They got the same girl who played Lava Girl all these years later. But, Taylor Dooley. But, yes, yeah, uh, Taylor Lautner not returning. Nobody's really sure why. He's not I don't exactly, blame him. I mean, why not, though? It's a, probably a good paycheck. It's Netflix. It's they, paid, they paid a million dollars for a story on Reddit. You know about that? No. There was so um there's uh a there is a um a Reddit a subreddit that's about uh like it's called like don't r slash don't sleep or whatever. No sleep. Or no I sleep. I know that. And a story on there Netflix bought for a million dollars. Doesn't really make much sense, does it? I, I didn't I think mean, it there's did. some good stories on there, bro. I mean, yeah, but like you know it. A million dollars? A million uh, dollars? What? I mean, like, it was a sports news, but this is our sports show. Yeah, come on now, Davis. Come on now. We got to, we'll save that for next episode, which will be in 2021 for that one as well. So I say, I mean, let's just get right into it. I was going to say that as well. I mean, we got all of our pop culture news out of the way. Now you're, you know, up to date on what's been going on. So now, just just a word of caution there might be a few British accents in this episode. And they will all be from Davis because I will not try and injure your eardrums with my attempt at a British accent. You can't do one? Not really. No. Kind of embarrassing. I can't. I can't. You know that Southern accents and British accents actually have a lot in common. Hmm. Like the way we pronounce certain, like, words and vowels and stuff. It's like, it's it's in common with posh English. Hmm. Interesting. Because, you learn something new every day. Oh, here we go. Because like the rich immigrants from England would come down to the south and it kind of held over. Very interesting. I watched a video about it. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. You learn something new every day, ladies. Language and podcast? I'm no, no. I could do that. If anything, it's food podcast. Oh my What? That's lame, bro. Are you getting up? Don't leave. Um, but I feel like it was a good idea on my end. Food podcast? No. What did you have to eat today? Well, I had a can That's of soup. That's so lame. Okay. I feel like it was not such a bad idea. Like, it's not a great... And I'm not going to actually do it, but, like, it's not that bad of an idea. We had... I had... What was that? The other podcast. The dream podcast. That oh, is no. way better oh, no. than the food oh, no. podcast. Oh, no. Okay. Anyway, let's not bog down any more of the time for the listeners. Let's get into uh, the Cornetto trilogy. So, again... Spoiler alert, in effect, obviously. If you haven't seen these movies, watch the movies, then listen to this podcast. If you need to borrow them, I have two copies of each. Davis has two copies of each. One's on my laptop and the one's on my on Actual DVD. disc, yes. Um, but yeah, the Cornetto Trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. Davis, uh, you want, first of all, it's ca- it's called Cornetto Trilogy. Let's preface it with this. It's Cornetto called- is a fame. It's like a like a little... Ice cream. Thing it is. In it's an ice cream, and they eat one fla- eat a different flavor in every of the movies. Or it's in every movie. Yeah, that's what they don't eat in the. Third oh right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, right. It, Cornetto appears in each of the three movies. It, the World's End one, I think, is the funniest one to me because it's like well, you know, it's right. The thing at the end. is with it, these the, these movies have nothing in common besides the actors, yep. the director, and the Cornettos. They're just three. And like, they're in, and they're in England. I mean, I guess yeah, technically. But it's Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright in each of these movies. No, the stories have nothing in common, just some holdover actors, just really great stories in each of them. So I say, which one? Just start out with. Start out in chron- and No, uh, which one's your favorite? We're, we're, or do you want to say that to the end? I, I thought we were going to go through them a bit okay, and then okay. and then talk. You know, talk well, about then let's start out chronologically. Technically, Tec- Tec- dead. Technically, chronologically, yeah. That, yeah, it is. I mean, it was like in the order that was made, but not like, you know, 
because again, it's 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 strange because it's not like a connecting trilogy. So like it's I was talking about chronologically in the order they were ah, made. Okay, yeah, all right, all right, my bad, my bad, my bad. But yeah, uh, Davis, what do you guys say about that one? Shaun of the Dead. It's the funniest. I had it on my favorite horror movies, my favorite Halloween movies a few episodes ago. Remember? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember it's that. It's funny. It actually has some very somber moments in it. Indeed. Splashed throughout. Simon Pegg's an underrated actor. I would agree. I would agree with that uh, completely. It has some good gore, some good zombie actions, some good... All the movies have great choreography. I just think they're great overall. They're hilarious, too. That's true. But it that... kind of depends if you like British humor, though. I mean, yeah, somewhat, but they, they still find ways to make it funny, and that, that's a credit to Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost, the writers on this one. I will say uh, this Nick one... Nick Frost didn't write on it. I, th- I thought he did. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, right? I, th- I thought he, I thought he assisted on it in, so- in some regard, but I guess that's my mistake on that one. Um, but I would say this one, uh, one of my favorite moments actually comes in the beginning of the film, because you know, uh, first of all, you know it's a zombie movie, and then you know that you have the pan up to uh, Sean, and you're like, he's making sounds like he's a zombie, but he's just tired. It's and- an allegory, man. It's a metaphor. Metaphor. The whole movie's a metaphor. For. For industrial life, nine to five. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Trudging to work. Yeah, he's Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg saying we're already I thought, zombies. I thought I thought we were going in. I thought you were going to hold him, Robert. Yeah, that that much I, I've gathered definitely. But I would say, in, in regards to that, you know, there's the part where he goes to the store and he just you know mindlessly. Yes. And I think my the reason I like that so much is because it's so you know most movies will do you know the jump cut. They leave out. They leave the door. They go outside. Then they're in the store, right? You know, you don't do the whole walk through the street and all that stuff, but Edgar Wright does it, and he catches so many different people the identical and characters. shots two times. Exactly, and that's that's what I was going to bring up. You always ju- I'm getting to a point. Sorry. I was, like, I was like in the middle of explaining what Cornetto was. You're like, oh, it's an ice cream, guys. Well, it, you were, you were kind of long-winded with it. You could just say Cornetto is an ice cream. I'm long-winded with most of, most of my ideas. I feel like it's, you know, people expect this of my character. Do they? Are you a character? Are you a character? I think I'm more of a character than you. Davis's main character traits. Well, no, um, no, no, forget- no. I never said main character. <laughs> I no, just no, said no, character. No, no. I was saying your like main character traits, like your main. Tra- oh no, 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 like you know when people say like, oh, that person's such a character. I feel like they'd say that about me. They're like he has he has no memory, but he's also off the wall. Anyway. As I was saying, one of my favorite shots is the beginning when he goes to the store and you see all these people in all these surroundings. Then the next day he does the same thing, but you know you realize there's something off. Where's the kid with the soccer ball? Uh, the car has a hole in it or a, a hole in its windshield. You know you see certain things missing, and I think that is one of my favorite shots because it's so unique because you don't see it in most movies. Really, most movies will not take that extra step. You know they won't go that you know extra mile and being tedious and planning that out. And I thought that that was one of the best parts about that movie. But Davis, what are some of your favorite moments from that movie? I. Uh, I'd probably say my, my favorite one's probably the vinyl scene where they're throwing the vinyls at the, the Zeds. And they gotta, like, decide which one's, uh, yes. worth throwing. That was my first vinyl! No! <laughs> the Batman soundtrack? Uh, toss it. Yeah. Um. Did you just try a British accent? I didn't intend to. You, you saw it, just toss it. You kinda, uh, you had it. I'm sorry. I, that, that I was not. you did. I, I, that was not intentional at all. Oops. Sometimes I'll accidentally slip into accents. It, like, I was just quoting the movie, and the movie is Just in, toss it. He doesn't even say it. It's not even Simon Pegg's voice. I know it's not at all what he but sounds like. This movie definitely has the most callbacks out of all of them. Callbacks to... Or just like... So like... Pop culture references, you mean? No, no, no. Like, like Edgar Wright likes to foreshadow and reference like the same gag twice. Like the, the walk through the street when he goes to Liz's apartment the first time. 
he's like, okay, I'll climb through the window. And then he, you hear him struggling. He goes, and he buzzes again. Can you let me in? And then the second time he goes there, he climb, he actually climbs it. It's just stuff like that. And then even after he breaks up with Liz, or after Liz breaks up with him, because yeah, all he cares about the Winchester. Not, I was about to say, he's not, you want to go to the Winchester? Oh, I I thought that scene itself was really funny because That's she's funny like scene. she's like doing this whole monologue of all the problems she has, and she's like, "So you want to do something?" And then it just immediately cuts to him outside. <laughs> but go on, Davis. Let me interrupt and, you there. Well, there the biggest thing everybody talks about whenever they talk about this movie is that when Ed and Sean, Ed is Nick Frost's character, are in the Winchester after Sean's sad. Ed says like what they what they're planning to do. He says, "We'll have a Bloody Mary first thing, a bite of the king's head." Couple at the little princess, stagger back here, and bang, 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 back at the bar for shots. I misread it. And that's just literally that it, pl- playing that out the plot of the yeah, movie. That is that is play by play of what happens. They uh, kill the they kill the zombie named Mary with the vinyl, who she is she you can see her as in the opening credits. Really? Yeah, she's she's a she's doing the Ah, cool. What do you call those things? Ironing? No wait, oh wait. I, I don't, we're in a grocery store, she scans it. Oh, um, a bagger? Yeah, I guess a bagger. What oh, wait, it? a cashier. cashier. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, I think I'm a little tired. <laughs> I got tryptophan working on me after that Chick-fil-A. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but my. then, yeah. <laughs> and then a bite of the king's head is when Sean's stepdad gets bitten on the neck. Not on the head. This person on the website got it wrong. There's a little princess where they pick up Liz, David, and Diane. I guess I say David. Yeah. What about him? What a jerk. I wish I could... <laughs> I wish I could. Curse. I mean, I mean, he got he got his uh, comeuppance. You know? Yeah, he is, but he's in love with Liz. That's true. Well, I mean, so is so is Sean. Well, yeah, but like the thing is that David is dating Diane. Well, yeah, but I mean, I okay, yeah, it's well, no, wait, he he said it was only in the past. I thought, like you can tell, like he says that, and he gets all, oh, he's Oops. like, yeah, you, my you bad, can still Keith. tell he is. My bad. Uh, and they stagger back when they act like zombies. Indeed, and. Back of the bar for shots when they use the gun. Indeed, and I think that again, with the best thing about these movies is because you know a lot of movies they have wasted segments, right? You know you're gonna have scenes that just they feel like it's you know exposition, it's set up for this, and when we say set up, I mean bad setup. You know, like not not like you know the scene of him going to the store instead of being even cooler scene later on. It's like you know just pointless creating characters. In this movie. This is, this, this is Edgar Wright's, one of the reasons Edgar Wright's one of the best directors going today is because everything has a purpose. Every scene is meant for something. Everything is such a creative and well-thought-out idea that he's able to execute. And this is the first time you see it really on display because everything has a point. I'd say Edgar Wright is top two most stylized directors. As in, like, he has a very unique style you can Like, you, you point can tell out. it's him and because like, he has this type of cuts he likes. You see him in... Uh, that's Scott true. Pilgrim as well, but I was gonna say the most, but then I mean Wes Anderson, yeah, with no, his colors, his symmetry. Wes, Wes Anderson is you can spot a Wes Anderson movie based on the actors and the colors itself. Oh, I, you can do the actors for Edgar Wright too. That's, that's true. You could a bit. That's fair. Um, I would say I I really liked about this movie, and it continues in the trilogy. I think at the world's end is when it does the best. We can talk about that in a second. Is like you know the jump cut shots do like a summary of stuff, like yes. you know montage shots. Yeah, and, and like I um. I can't remember what happened to Sean but like, oh, first of all, there's uh, there's when uh, they draw out the plan of what they're gonna do and like they're gonna go kill Philip and they're gonna pick up. Yeah, exactly. And it keep it keeps like changing. I thought that was a great spot as well. Yeah, this movie's really good. I mean, great, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen this movie, 
We just spoiled it all for you, but go ahead and watch it anyway. I mean, I've seen it a million times, and I was sitting there last night laughing. Still funny. I mean, it still has so many funny moments. Well, I think, I feel like probably the best joke is at the end where, like, where Ed's like, I'll die. He was in, he was going to let Simon or Sean and Liz shoot themselves. He's like, Actually, I, I, I do want to bolt in my head when they start getting all like lovey-dovey with each other. You just hear him in the background. You don't even see him say it. That movie, that's hilarious. But we do have some facts for this movie before we go ahead and move on to Hot Fuzz. Uh, this movie, the premise was totally based off of the show Space, which was also directed by Edgar Wright. Uh-huh. and had Nick Frost. I'm pretty sure Liz's actress was on it and Simon Pegg along with a lot of the other ones. I think Diane's actress maybe may on it. But it was like a segment of the episode where like, I think Sean or Simon Pegg's character like does drugs while playing falls asleep while playing Resident Evil. So he wakes up and like there's a segment where he's like killing zombies coming to his house and that's like Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were like, "Yo, that'd be a good movie." So they wrote it. I like. It took a while for it to like really develop, but it it happened. It obviously happened because we're talking about it. I'm about to say we're sitting here talking about the movie right now. And there was going to be a sequel. If you want to say something about that, Alex. Yeah, the uh, sequel was going to be called From Dusk Till Sean. (laughs) <laughs> that's bad but of course I like to stand alone and again a lot of the main characters did die at the end it was I mean it was Sean, Liz and that was it Ed technically survived on a technicality he is sort of semi there uh, but they decided they want it by itself of course and you can see a poster from for Into the Spider-Verse which I did not know that's cool you can see it uh, when it like I'm pretty sure it's when Chris Pines Spider-Man like when he's standing in Times Square you can see it it it, huh. it it's like cool. just, it's just Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and Nick Frost is like a zombie in it. it cool. Yeah, you can see it for sure. Uh, also, there's a a lot of the zombies I got from the movie were from they were spaced the the TV show fans. I got them from a website, a fan website. They just recruited cool. like, hey, you want to be on this movie? I'm pretty sure they didn't pay them because they were fans. Maybe they did. I can't really remember. I mean, yeah. if, if, as long as you preface that you're not going to pay somebody, there's nothing really wrong. I with... feel like you've got to meet like the the yeah like like all if, the actors if, if they say hey, show. do you want to come be a fun extra on uh, Psych the movie. I'd be there. They've already done two of them. They're going. What if they make another? And as a casting call to Auburn, you should do it then. You are you not going to be there for extras to I meet mean, to meet Dulé Hill and I? I'm just going to sit home and watch the movie. Wow. I'm lazy. Okay. Uh, you don't need any. Don't of them. don't underestimate my ability to be lazy, Davis. Okay. Don't underestimate that. And I think one more thing before we uh move on. Uh, George A. Romero, the father of zombie movies, right? I mean, he's he's the guy who basically, I mean, you don't want to say created, but he, no, he literally did. Oh, he, he really? basically did. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you want to count Frankenstein. As I mean, a I mean, the genre is where it is because of him. It was he built made the on, first zombie, I mean, yeah. movie, the first he, recorded zombie. He movie. carried the genre for years, and he said he loved this movie, and so much so that he actually got uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost to play zombies in 2005's Land of the Dead. Which that was uh Romero was still making movies up at that point. I think he, he also didn't he also make Dawn of the Dead in two thousand four. He did the remake. Yeah, he made a movie in like no, two thousand ten as well. That was Zack Snyder who did the remake of. Uh, I mean, he, st- he was Dawn still making Dead. zombie that's movies. True. Yeah, that's true. But again, the also, father of the genre. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were also in a Phineas and Ferb episode, oh, The Lord. Night of the Living Pharmacist. They reprised their roles. Really? Yes. Yeah, the it's basically just it's when nice. Doofenshmirtz Doofenshmirtz makes like a, a his innators to make a, the repulsinator. He's trying to make his his brother Roger ugly, and it turns him into Doofenshmirtz. And then whoever gets does. touched by the Doofenshmirtz zombies turns into Doofenshmirtz. And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are like, "So how does he was like, 
how's it change your clothes? And he's like, maybe it's saying that clothes are lives. Like that's the, and Simon Pegg's like, that's even scarier than the thought of being turned into a living pharmacist. Oh my goodness. What on? They're I, in it. They're I, in like four different scenes. I don't even remember that at all, honestly. But uh, anything else before we move on to Hot Fuzz? Shaun of the Dead again, a classic. What would you give this out of 10? Uh, 7.5, you know. Eight for me. Ah. I mean, that's fair. That's All right, fair. Hot Fuzz. Alex, is your favorite one? Go ahead. We're on Hot Fuzz. Again, this is my favorite movie. This is 2007, three years after the uh, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright, and Simon Pegg trio reunited for this buddy cop movie. And let me just tell you, I think it's one of the best parody movies of all time. What do you think, Davis? It's not a parody movie. Simon Pegg actually specified that this is not a parody. But it is. This is an actual cop movie. No, but like, but it, like, but it is. No, I mean, it, Not according to Simon Pegg. Davis, it is. They break the, the writer of the movie okay. said that this isn't this is a buddy cop movie in line with like Bad Boys, just in a different tone. The Davis, this movie openly breaks the fourth wall in referencing the two movies that it is spoofing. But it's not spoofing them. Okay. Like Hot Fuzz is not a parody film. It's only half of a parody film. Okay, okay. That is what Simon Pegg All right, says. Fine, fine. As far as half-parody films go, it's the best one yet. This is a hilarious buddy cop movie about Nicholas Angel, played by Simon Pegg, the cop from London who's been sent to, uh, isn't it Sanford? Or yes. Sanford. 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 To uh, clean up the town. London sent him away because, quote, he was making the rest of the cops look bad. He goes there, and for some reason, everybody just keeps having such horrible accidents. Yeah, it's weird. It's the most accidents ever. I mean, really, and he... Thinks there's something afoot. Of course, he is also somewhat looking for trouble. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's looking for things to be wrong. I mean, he's finding it, too. Yeah, no, he, he is. But he goes there, and that's what everybody tells him, is that he's looking for things to go wrong. He's looking for, you know, something to, you know, get his mind on, which, being a cop, that's what he, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to clean up that town. And essentially, it starts off there and just, you know, escalates very quickly to a town-wide conspiracy for the greater good. The greater good. There you go. That nope, nope. You had it. You could have just said it, and then you but you had to go the accent. Uh, that they all have accents in it. And also, whenever they say the greater good in it, it's never just said once. There's someone repeating it in the background. Ah, that's right. Okay. Uh, the greater good. Thank you. No wait, no. We're supposed. Okay. No, you were just doing it to mine. <laughs> okay, but um, this personally is uh. My favorite of the three, we'll get into that a little bit later when we rank all three of these movies in order. But I just think it's it's one of the funniest – I think it's the funniest of the three. I think it has a lot of bits that continue. Like, the greater good part is really funny where, they, like, he'll say it and then the whole uh, – Shut up! <laughs> yeah, like, the whole group will just say it as well for no reason. He's like, how can this be for the greater good? The, the greater, greater good. good. And it's the like, greater uh, good. No, Davis, you're supposed to say it in unison. No, no, it's not in unison. Someone, re like, repeats it afterwards. Oh, really? Like, in the background. Oh, I guess I missed that. I read a fact about it. All right, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, But, yeah, it's just also <laughs> the <laughs> point break in the Bad Bo in Bad Boys 2. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I, lo I love how, like, like, they're like, hey, we wouldn't be cops like in that movie, and then the ending is them legit like having That's a gunfight across the city. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Edgar Wright loves his callbacks. I know, but Davis, what is what are your uh, favorite moments, favorite scenes from this movie? I mean, I, I have a few quotes I like, but they have curse words in it, so I can't. That's tough. Them. That's tough. Yeah, we. we I like, <laughs> I like when he gets a call from P.I. Staker about the the missing Swan, and then he shows it. He goes, "So what it looked like is it's like it's long with a it's white has a long neck." He goes, "Well, it's a Swan after all." So. <laughs> the swan bit continuing the whole movie. I, 
I'm still like, uh, but yeah, you mentioned uh, you catching them swans then. <laughs> that's just one the ones. One swan, actually. Um, but that that reminds me of something about the fact that everybody's name in this movie references like their archetype or their job. Like Nicholas Angel's the angel that you know save the day essentially. What's Butterman? Uh, I don't know. You could just say he's fat. Is that is that the point? No, but I mean, uh, Nick Frost said he would not do the movie unless he got to name his character. Then why did he name him Butterman? Because he wanted to name it that. I don't know. Ask Nick. Like, Frost. Every, like there's like the the gardening lady's last name is Tiller. Like you know, Till the Fields. Yeah, I understand, Alex. <laughs> just just checking, just checking. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, and also, and uh, under condition, if Nick Frost had to watch twenty action movies, he only watched one. That being Bad Boys Two. Why would only? What were the? I want to know what the other nineteen options were. He's like, nope. Because I've seen Bad. Have you seen Bad Boys Two? No. It's bad. Nick Frost likes it, or I mean, Danny Butterman likes it. Yeah, but I say, come on now. Clearly, he does. But that that movie's absurd. It. I mean, I get it, but like, huh? Doesn't really make any sense. Also, I like the uh, the two bits with Doris where she, like, uh, they're all they're all fighting the supermarket and, and uh. And um, she like takes out the one crazy girl with the knife, and, and she's like, "I've been a girl on girl," and everybody's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> "That scene made me laugh way too much." That's a good. I might watch that tomorrow. And the the same. Then they do the same scene later where um, they say they can't call the police uh, force manpower because it's uh, a bit sexist to the women, <laughs> and then and then uh, Nick says like, "Bet Doris done a little bit of manpower," and they all do the same oh, laugh. Oh, you dirty bit. dog! And they do the same laugh bit again, and I don't know why that's so funny to me, but like, just like everyone's like, ah. <laughs> I think I the know. best bits when they have to get the guy to translate from the farmer. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 the farmer says it to another guy they don't understand. He then says it to uh, Nick Frost, who then says it yes. to Simon Pegg. That's right. Oh my gosh. And then I love how like he just has a C mine. Yeah. Where did he get it? That's it. I think it's implied that it was all the it was the NWA stuff, like because they have all those guns on him, and he said he found the guns. So, which weren't they just the Neighborhood Watch Association? Yeah, and the NWA is also referenced to you know. Yeah, Ice Cube and uh, Easy Easy. Come on now, come on now, Davis. Come on now, you got it. Come on, wow. That's like my type of stuff too. The lack of, I mean, come on now, Davis. Now all of our listeners are gonna think you're very uncultured. Come on now, can't have that happen. We're a movie podcast. We're supposed to listen. Nobody would ever say that. I said something in Spanish on from the bench earlier. Oh no, not this again. My goodness. I'm just saying, I'm a little more cultured than I look. Okay, okay. All right, Davis. All right. Um, but yeah, this movie, I mean, it just, it honestly, I will say, um, one of my favorite twists ever is Nicholas Angel building up the whole reason that everything's going wrong. Like, oh, it's because this person told this person something and they had to kill that person and that person. And it's like, and then he gets there and the NWA is like, actually, we just didn't like him. Yeah. Ter- terrible they're writer. It, they're trying to make Terrible actor. Ugly house. Annoying laugh. She couldn't share the green thumb with anybody. It's like yeah. they're trying to. It was for the greater good of the village. The greater good. That's right. Good job. There you go. Um. But, I. That that part was always great to me because I'm like, okay, yes, that it all makes sense, and then it's like, oh, and it has Timothy Dalton, uh, James Bond, James Bond. That's true. Uh, which, I made up some fact. I, I was watching. And I, I for some reason I thought that was like the first movie he was in since James Bond, which was 
Not true at all. Not even close to true. I don't know where I heard that and why I believed it for so It was long. bad. It was really bad the year. I feel like it's some like variation of that. Maybe like the first British movie he's been in. I don't know. Don't go around telling people that because it's not true. Yeah, it yeah, it isn't true, Davis. I mean, you're out here spreading the lies to the people. What are you doing? Sorry. But that 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 uh role was written for him and they really? did not think that he was gonna actually do it, but he took it. And I mean, Edgar he, Wright, he does it pretty well. No, he's great in it. He's 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 really funny in it as well. And I will say you see the uh the Edgar Wright uh like, you know, not montage, but like, you know, the the like assembly shot where like, you know, they're getting geared up. You see this ending where it just it just cuts to a number of things you just it, it's a very unique thing Stylized. that you see in, in, the, in doing. the three movies. Same with the paperwork. When he I exactly the same thing. That that's right, and it's it's just unique and it's something to catch your eye. And it's you know not something that's like, wow, that's the best part. And it's not, but it's not bad either. It's really just very unique, and it's something I appreciated watching the movie because you know it's not something you see normally. Anything else you want to say about this movie, Davis? Uh, one of the big things that the first draft had a love interest for Nicholas named Victoria, and then they were, they cut her out and gave a lot of her lines verbatim to Danny. So there's like a few lines where you can actually tell like that like <laughs> that it was supposed to be for the love. Like re- when they're in the bar talking for the, like when they're really like bonding oh my for gosh, the first time, yeah. you can tell that that that's like meant for the love interest. Right. Oh my gosh. Also, how about how about them digging into the well for the weapons used in this uh in this uh movie? Like all the guns that they have are like someone's got a model eighteen eighty seven there, as well as like um the machine gun with the barrel that's like on the side. I can't. I'm not gonna oh, yeah, tell you yeah. the name, but well, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. They really. They it's in one of the battlefield games. It is. Yes, they could have been basic, but they really dug into the well. They even got you know the whole sea mine, but you know that obviously probably wasn't real. I mean, you know, they probably. actually got a real sea yeah. mine and blew yeah, it up. Yeah, actually, it was all actually, out. you know, so they took three years after Shaun of the Dead because they actually had to go down and find one. Deactivate. I'm sure there's some. Out. I'm sure there's some still floating around. Probably. Or sinking around. I admit, maybe that'd be concerning. But anything else before we go on? Wait, do... Actually, they do float, don't they? Yeah. Because they have them on the chains and they're just yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. How does that work? I feel like maybe water goes in it or something. Or like has enough air to float, has enough buoyancy. Oh, no. I don't know, Davis. I'm, c- I'm kind of curious. Like air. Now. Like, you know. That's what I just said. Yeah, air probably. Okay. Because it's like a, it's a steel tight air pocket, but like, so if you like weld it together, you're going to. Anyway. Um, <laughs> can we stay on top for three movies in a row? The answer is obviously not. No. Talking about how minds flow, but anything else before we move on to the world's end? Well, we were talking about Timothy Dalton. We were. And the world's end has Pierce Brosnan, That's another true. fellow That's Bond true. actor. Two Bond actors in the Cornetto trilogy. I really wish we could have got Sean Connery and Shaun of the Dead. Do you think the he, opportun- really, he the opp- really would not have done that? Yeah, he had retired a year beforehand, but also like. I don't think they really plan to have a Bond actor. Each also from the UK, by the way. It's true. Or is Ireland's having part of the UK? What? Yes. Ireland's part, part of the UK. Well, part of it is. What part is... Uh-oh, is Pierce Brosnan from Northern or... I thought... I don't know. Pierce Brosnan's from Ireland. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay, because remember, Northern Ireland is not, and then, like, you know, there's part of it that is. It's weird. He's from... Uh-oh. Drohega. Dro- I don't know how to say that. What's Well, is it North Ireland? I don't know. It tells me the hospital he was born in for some reason. What? Davis, it's not that difficult just to okay. Davis. I am. I, I you just talk about World's End. I got this. Give me a second. Now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna beat you to it. It's it's thirty miles north of Dublin. So no. Hmm. Never mind then. But still two Bond actors nonetheless. And this one is where I've, yeah, I yeah wait, wait there there never was it. There's never been an American Bond actor. 
Yeah, that's also true. I didn't really didn't even. I I was I was wondering why you were going that route. I was like, I uh, kind of forgot about that. Okay, yeah, you forgot about Bonds International. I mean, well, also only from the UK. Yeah, (laughs) or Ireland too. Okay, so fittingly enough, we go on to uh, arguably the most chaotic of the three movies, being The World's End. Also features the classic Edgar Wright shot the most with the filling of the. the glasses for the beer. Every time a pint is poured, it does you know the, the pour, the pour, and then like I like the one where they do the water, and it's yeah. like a whole that one. And they really also cool. have the fence scene. The final. That's one. true. That one thing we didn't mention that stretched across all three movies is Simon Pegg's character, whoever his name is, Nicholas Angel, uh, Sean, Gary King, or Sean, has to hop a fence, and in Hot Fuzz it goes great. In, uh, in the World's End he crashed through the fence, and then doesn't he trampoline over the fence in? Yes. He 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 falls over one, and then he trampolines over the next one. And World's End, he knocks down the whole fence row when he's running <laughs> from the aliens. And in Hot Fuzz, it's Nick Frost's character. No, it's not. Nick Frost's character falls through oh. the fence. Okay, but but Simon Pegg. Oh yeah, because yes. Simon Pegg jumps over and like hey, he's like, oh, we've never taken a shortcut before. And then he fall. He like he trips and he breaks through the fence. Right. That's yeah. Okay. 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 When they're chasing when they're chasing the shoplifter. Right. Right. But yeah, that of course continues, and this really is the culmination of all three movies. And or of, of the entire trilogy, and I think this one's a really funny movie. The plot is a bit more disconnected. Yeah, like it's not you know with the zombie one, you know, it was really about the character surviving the zombie one. But with this one, it, it was very much kind of trying playing both. I don't know. It it just it doesn't stick as much as the Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz storyline. Well, I think do to you me. can kind of chalk it up to them being drunk the whole movie, so they're not of... Which gets very funny very sound fast. ...sound mind the whole time. It, it, it gets... Oh, my gosh. They're, like doing, the, they're doing a pub crawl. 12 pubs. The Golden Mile. The Golden Mile. 12 pubs, five guys, one night. Indeed. A journey, a quest, maybe. But, Davis, why don't you break down the uh, plot of this movie for... Or just, you know, actually... I mean, there doesn't really need to be a breakdown. We could just probably... We already said the Golden Mile part. Well, plot twist, everybody. Uh, yeah, their town of New Haven or Newton Haven, sorry, has been taken over by robots, but not robots because no, robot you know, means No, do you know slave. what the origin of the word robot means, Alex? Slave. It's the Checo, Checo word, robotnik, meaning oh, slave. Not, yeah, okay, sorry. There was about 40 explanations for what that word means in no, the movie. No, they like, just, every time they said it, go, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's character goes, you know what the word, do you know what the word robot means? He goes, oh, I do, I do. He's like, yes, Sean. Not, not Sean, though. Oh, Gary. Gary. Always, it, He's the king. He is the king, Gary King. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, um, essentially, um, an alien race that has called themselves the Network has taken over uh, the town and a lot of the world, and they figure that out because everything seems the same because it is, because everybody like is the exact same as when they left in the 90s, so like all their high school teachers are the same, all the kids from their high school is also the same, and it... Escalates very, very quickly. But of course, the the center of the plot is Gary's quest to do all all twelve, which he never actually completes. By the way, he almost does. He almost does. Sadly, he, he makes it to the world's end, but he does not drink at the world's end. Davis, what are some of your favorite moments from this movie? Uh, I feel like a lot of the fight scenes. These are very great fight scenes in it. Yeah, like Edgar Wright should do it. He should. I wish he would have done Ant Man. He's he a baby driver. It. I mean, but that's not like fighting. I've never. That's seen true. That's true. Not, not a lot of fighting I mean, like, fist one. fights. Right. I agree. Uh, I feel like when they're running from the aliens, they have to show their scars. 
that, that kind of has a few serious moments in there, but I think it's still pretty funny. I would agree. I think I think it, I think it's very funny as well, especially the part where he would opt to just hit himself with the yes. which you figure out why later, which again was very cool. Well, because he didn't want to show his arm, right? Because he because he had scars. Oh, okay. He had bandages on his wrist that. because at the core in. of this movie. Uh, Gary King is in reality in the middle of a midlife crisis because everybody else has moved on from high school, but he is not, which is why he wants to recapture the peak the of his life. Mile. And he's been in rehab, exactly, because he's a, he's a attempting to recover. Well, he's not recovering. He is an alcoholic, and he also, uh, based on the bandages and the check, uh, at least attempted to end his life at some point. So it actually is a, probably the most serious of the three. Yes, I would say without question. It's def- it definitely dealt into very serious topics very quickly. And you almost don't expect it, and but yeah, that happens at at that point. But I would say the, the scar scene is pretty funny as well. Um, I like the scene where like where they're going to go talk to the reverend. He goes, "Are these guys robots?" And then they each coming up and they keep asking. He goes, "Stop, stop." <laughs> and it, that part, that's part when they when it really starts to break down because they all actually start getting drunk and yes. then like it just really. But that's also when Martin Freeman's character succeeds to go to the bathroom and then comes back. And his birthmark is as there. As a blank. Indeed. Which blank's also a very good name for... It got, was going to be Smashy Smashy Pumpkinhead or whatever. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, did he say Pumpkinhead? I thought he said just Smashy Smashy yeah, Alien Head. I don't know. It might have. I don't know. Melonhead. I might, it might have been. But I will say, this is probably the best choreography fight or fight choreography of, of the three movies. The Don't Stop Me Now from Shaun of the Dead's pretty good where they're, where they're matching the beats to the queen. That's true. Oh, yeah. With the with the uh, pool cues. Yes. That, that one... Don't stop. I also love how in that one you can see how the zombie they're hitting has like clearly like a buffed up uh, vest because he has no neck because he's wearing something yeah. to protect, protect him getting hit a bunch of times. But yeah, I, I just feel like this, like particularly the bathroom scene and then the scene in uh, the beehive, the beehive when it all breaks down. Are st- I mean, there's so many good fight or good moments in those fight scenes themselves. Very creative with the way that you know the blanks are killed and the way they reanimate and stuff like that. I think it's a really funny movie, I would say. I bet I could name all 12 bars right now. I couldn't. In order. The first post, the old familiar, the famous... Wow, Davis Googled it. No, I didn't. You're look... Show me the screen. Okay. Oh, and you just closed out. Wow. Wow. I cannot believe that you What closed. are you talking hey, about? Go, go, go back, go back, go back. I don't know what you're talking about. Go back, go I... back, go back. You closed out the tab, How? bro. I just turned it around. I saw the tab. There's nothing there. There was one there. I don't... Wow. Okay, you know it's closed wow. now. So. Well, I cannot believe you do that, Davis. That's unbelievable. I, I'm, I, I am shocked. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I am shocked at well, the I, idea. Well, I'll still name them because I actually do know them off the top of my head. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. The first post, the old familiar, the famous cock, the cross hands, the good cha- the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, and the world's end. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish we had cameras because Davis was looking straight it, at his screen. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's how I think, Alex. No, it's not. Yeah. You're I lying. wish we had cameras just so everybody could see that I do not have another tab open. Only have four tabs open. He had five open, I swear. No, I didn't. That's unbelievable. I cannot believe you would lie to, lie to the people <laughs> and lie to me, Davis. Our last episode of the year, maybe, and you're going to tell me that? Unbelievable. Yeah, am I supposed to cry or something? I might. I did it all the top of my head, bro. Mm-hmm. The top of the your head. The golden mile. Davis, you can barely form a thought by yourself. How are you going to remember tw- the post, the old familiar. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> huh? I know he's struggling. Oh, there he goes. He's back. 
No, I'm not. Ladies and gentlemen, he is back on his the computer once again. The first the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the beehive, the king's head, the hole in the wall, and the world's end. Also, how about the fact that this movie references uh, Starbucks? It's like the Starbucksing of uh, of pubs or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that part was re- that part was funny. There's a lot of jokes to go under the radar because everything is like a bit. Everything is to serve a purpose of some kind. Um, I'm trying to remember moments. It honestly feels like a blur trying to remember this movie because there's so many parts I like about it. I will say one thing. So you 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 probably know the similar experience, but we. Had you know, I'd seen Sean that I'd seen Hot Fuzz. The world's in, you know. Oh, they're going drinking at a pub. This is gonna be a funny movie. We get it on Redbox. We watch it, right? And we're watching. It's like, okay, this is very funny. A little inappropriate for poor William at the time. My goodness, little old. I think six-year-old William. My goodness, I, I don't know how we let him watch the movie. But anyway, we're going along. We're like, okay, this is funny, but something's off about the town. That much is clear, right, from the beginning. You know, something's off. And then the moment. Uh, he like rock bottoms the guy into the uh, urinal and his head comes off. I mean, I'm telling you, we all screamed. My mom was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, in that same fight scene, he, uh, uh, Andy throws the people's elbow. That he does. He does on the guy's head. That's yes. true. There you go. There you go. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I thought that was just such a smooth and perfect, like, reveal and an escalation of things. Like, you know, it's not, whoa. And it's like, you know, a lot of talking. It's, whoa, and then there's another fight scene, and then it throws it in your face, and it ramps it up to an 11 the rest <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, when Andy comes in, he's like, your mom's still alive. He goes, this guy's head is off. <laughs> and he's still yelling, and everyone's like, uh, wait a minute. And he's just like, how could you do this to me? Uh, also, how about the fact when uh, Gary does the jump out of the car? Oh, yeah, and he breaks <laughs> it. Just... it. always land on my feet. It's like, I don't think he does it. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Um... Also, I would say I think it's really cool when they do all the high school flashbacks and it's like through a different lens, different camera. Yeah. That That's just, you know, it's a little simple thing they didn't have to do, but they did it on the way. And I that's mean, again, Edgar Wright, he knows what he's doing. Again, he does. We we cannot stress this enough through this episode. Edgar Wright does, in fact, know what he's doing with uh, these films. They're all very, very good. I mean, I feel like we've talked about all these forever, but I'm just, like not like there's so many things to talk about. I'm blanking on where to go first with each of them. Because, okay, like, well, since how about this? Which one's the best? All right, which you, one's your favorite? I'll rank, I'll rank from third to first. Okay. All right, so I think we both agree in third. It's the world's end. It's just not as strong as the other two. It still has a lot of very funny moments. There's of course the one I referenced earlier where uh, they take Sam. Uh, played by Rosamund Pike, and they go uh, out to another bar and feel like, what's happening? And everybody gives, like, a different explanation, and then uh, Andy, played by Nick Frost, just gives a whole, we know what they, we know that they know, but they don't know that we know that they know, and therefore, what is it? nobody knows what anybody knows, So just, and then he just runs through the door and just smashed right through. That whole scene made me laugh way too much. Um, but also, I'll say the ending is <coughs> the whole, like... Well, no, actually... It's like clear that they do know what they're doing because every time they go somewhere else, the beer's already out for them. Yeah, that, I so think that that's, it's clear that the aliens know what they're that's doing. That's a bit of a running gag there, but yeah, I would say I would say so that they obviously know, but you know they don't know. No, nope. yes, somebody doesn't know that they know that we know that they know. Uh, but the ending is a bit odd, and the whole end of the world thing kind of goes. I feel like it doesn't like jump the shark, but it's like, huh? This is this, really. Post-apocalyptic wasteland is where we're going. So that's why I'm going to put it at three. Your number two? What about you? Okay, my number three is also The World's End. Yeah, so I mean, you, we, we, you, same points I got. You, anything I'm pretty else? sure we're going to have the same list. You got anything else? No, we're not. I bet we are. But you disagreed with me earlier. 
I don't remember what I disagree with. Which number two? I don't have any more points now. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. That is also my number two. Alex, I'm sorry to tell you. I'm just saying you could argue that Shaun of the Dead's the best. Hot Fuzz is also my favorite. I, I thought we got in an argument where you said that, whoa, Shaun of the Dead is definitely the best no, one. No, I'm just saying someone could argue that. And you were like, no, Hot Fuzz is definitely the best one. Like, someone could argue Shaun of the Dead too much. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. I mean, but yeah, why do you, why do you got Shaun of the Dead at two? Let's see if we can agree on the same things then. It's really funny. Uh, it's just the story's good as well, but the Hot Fuzz story is just way more yeah. intriguing. The, it has some red herrings in there. I think it's funnier. Shaun of the Dead is really, really funny. Hysterical at times, I'd say. I, I I would agree with that as well. I will say, Shaun Dead has better. Shaun of the Dead suffers from the worst cast. I guess you could say in that. In terms of an ensemble from top to bottom. That was more not, of the spaced cast. In that's true. That's true. And then you can tell that because as the movies go on, Edgar Wright gets more and more big names. Rosamund Pike and Martin Freeman being big roles in the world. Martin end. Freeman was in Shaun of the Dead. He just, he just, yeah, and he was also in uh, Hot, Hot Fuzz. Hot Buzz, but those are more smaller roles. In this one, he takes, you know, more center stage. I would say you can see that as the trilogy progresses, and I would say Shaun of the Dead does suffer from that because the chemistry among the cast in Hot Fuzz and World's End just leads to a lot funnier moments and a lot more just, you know, laugh-out-loud events and stuff that happens. But uh, anything else you want to say on Shaun of the Dead, on why you got it? It has, it has the best serious moments out of all of them. I think the death of Bill Nye's character, who and is, his and Sean's mom. That's true. I would. Those are both very good. The whole crying. It's like, oh, I would. You know, a part that scared me when I was a kid. What's that? When he's like, Dad's dead. He's like, No, he's not. He's right there. And then he's like, His eyes. Oh, that freaked me out <laughs> for some reason. I always thought it was funny when they were like, uh, Dad's not in there anymore. And then he turns off the music. That that part was. That part, and that also subtle hint at the idea that they can all do stuff that they normally have done. Yeah, because Ed, I mean, Ed's character plays video games. But I know, but like props for them are setting that up from the beginning. Yeah. Like, really, like, first thing. Wright knows what he's like, doing. Like, no, like, because it, it could have been, you know, a one off joke just for the sake of the bit, but like, no, it's like an actual established thing they have at the end of the movie. And. Yeah, because the, the zombie kid kicks the ball at him, too. That's true. That's true. And I, I will say, I also think um, it is. You said it was a comment or a commentary on what on like industrial on how on how we're zombies. I would say it's a commentary on just culture in general because like yeah. a zombie show it's like all like afterwards and there's like oh the zombie game show is so and like you know uh, a girl going like Doctor Phil saying she's in love with my zombie husband like that is absolutely what would happen if there was an apocalypse that we survived. That's true. No question about it. When there's forty different singing competitions on ABC, you know that you're gonna get stuff like that, and I think that was just without question. Uh, it like to me, I'm watching. I'm like, okay, that's clearly a reference to the fact that we would absolutely make a zombie show, and also have Doctor Phil talk to somebody about marrying somebody who's a zombie, and she was like carrying the zombie's child, and I was like, <laughs> uh, hmm, because now yeah, I got Dawn of the Dead flashbacks. You remember that? Uh-huh. No, girl gets bit, and then her uh, her uh, child becomes a zombie, and she gives birth to a zombie. What? Have you not seen Dawn of the Dead? No. No, I didn't. I just spoiled it now. That's crazy. That movie's so good. Well, I guess. I guess I can't watch it now. No, no, you have to. Oh my gosh, because well, that's ne- Shaun ne- of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. The reason I, I understand that. Wow, I cannot believe you haven't seen that movie. That's so good. Okay, is that the one where they're in the mall, right? Yes, and that's that's the thing. I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, not again, because that scene freaked me out. But anyway, Hot Fuzz number one for both of us. I mean, can't beat the plot of Hot Fuzz. The whole. Overall conspiracy, the final thirty-minute gunfight. The greater like, good. The greater good. 
I mean, really, it just has so many things going right with it. And I think it's got to be number one. I think it's the best cast. You've got a lot of underrated players in this, including Olivia Coleman, who actually just recently won an Oscar uh, a few years ago. I think it was actually in 2018 she did. So She plays Doris in it, of course. She what, does. What's she win the Oscar for? Let me check right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look it up. I can't remember. I just saw a post about it. She won it for the favorite. That's right. Okay, that's right. I I could I was struggling to remember there for a second, but yeah, that very strong cast there. I mean, and again, you know, that's to be expected. But I think that it just it really works well there. And anything else you want to say on Hot Fuzz Davis? Has Rafe Spall, who's another underrated actor, he's in a lot of stuff. Rafe Spall's Jurassic World: The Ritual, very underrated horror movie. It's Never a good seen one. It. Uh, Life of Pi. He's in the New Men in Black, which I have not seen, so I can really, really talk on that. He's in Just Mercy. He's the uh, prosecutor in that. He's in Prometheus, The Big Short, BFG, Big Friendly Giant. Uh, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's once you see him, I feel like you'll kind of recognize. He's one of those guys. You're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. You know, uh, Peter Jackson is actually yes, in, uh, he Yeah, he, he is. He's the uh, he's Santa Claus that stabbed uh, Nicholas Angel at, in a flashback, apparently. And you can see the scar on his hand throughout the movie as well. And you also got you mentioned Stephen Merchant. Mm-mm. Stephen Merchant's in the movie. Jim Broadbent, of course, uh, Inspector Frank Butterman. I mean, again, also you got the guy who plays the Hound from Game of Thrones. He's the. Uh, He's uh the giant guy from the store. Oh, he's he's, he's uh, a yarp, yarp. Yarp. That that's scene where Simon Pe- or uh, Nicholas Angel on the phone. He's like uh Narp? yarp, yarp, uh narp. That 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 part's very funny. But yeah, I mean, it's just I just feel like to me, there's like it's just a level above the rest. I gave Shaun of the Dead seven point five. I'd give what would you give the World's End? Seven point five out of five or ten. Mm-hmm. I'd give it or a seven. seven. I give it a seven, and then. Hot fuzz. I'd give nine. it. I'd give it an eight point five. Interesting. Yeah. I like I'm, these I'm, I'm, a little I, bit more. What? I said I like them a little bit more. It seems. No, I mean I do too. I just you know I try and like you know measure where I'm gonna rank stuff and you know bring them down a bit if I can. But yeah, I mean, uh, anything else you want to say on these movies, Davis? Again, the Cornetto trilogy, all three Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. Go watch them. That's all I, I got. I was gonna say definitely watch them if you can. If you haven't seen them, watch them. If you have seen them, watch them again because you will not regret it. And this is potentially our last episode of the sem- of uh, 2020. We may be able to get a Christmas episode to all of you for the month of December. We are going to try and fit that into the schedule, but it might be a bit of a tough fit. So if this is the last episode of 2020, we thank you all for listening uh, during this crazy year as we've gotten the movie podcast started here at Through the Lens. And we hope you enjoy this episode, and we will see you next time for some more great movies. Mm-hmm.